ish. Now we're recording. Gotcha. What's buzzing, my cuts? Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. We have John, Dan, and me, Richard, and we are going to be talking about some weird shit that we found on the internet recently. Uh, to get us going, we've got Jontius. John, what kind of weird shit on the internet do you want to talk about today? Well, um, I want to talk about, well, first off, I want to talk about the Chupacabra and um, and it's just like that whole goat sucking blood loss story. Um, and it, it's funny how they all come out of South America, which is also where they have traced back um, hundreds of years of genetic testing, which um, that goes all the way back to after the after, you know, the flee from Germany a lot of scientists and things like that that um, were practicing in Germany supposedly fled to South America. And they found evidence of different, like there's an island or a country in South America where they found a whole, a whole entire people that are like 80% twins. Which is yeah, and that's, that I, is absolutely fascinating, dude. How how Nazis so, ruled the world on right. multiple levels. Now, so like again, that was something. Uh, Dan's going to chime in shortly after we get done with John's, uh, I, I guess, grand Nazi conspiracy. That's what I was going to ask. Is it had to do American with the Nazis? Unions. I'm sorry. I said uh, that's what I was wondering if it was going to have to do with Nazis. Because you're talking about the scientists. It's well, always, yeah, always I mean, Nazis. It is always Nazis. <laughs> it's always the Nazis. It always comes back to the Nazis. Those those dirty, dirty bastards. All right, so so John, let's let's start there, man. So Hitler's got this whole program running, right? America's like, nah, fuck you. The rest of the world tells them they're bastards. We get in this big fight. Some of you have heard of it called World War II. <laughs> and uh, the Nazis come to America. And uh, so what happens then, John? Well, um, like I was saying, um, a lot of these stories that you hear about these creatures and cryptids, um, they originate from South America, and which is kind of wild. That's where they think that this chupacabra originated from, and it moved towards our area which i don't know if it's one specific creature if it's reproducing um i mean some people say that it's just like a, a you know coyote dog hybrid with mange and i mean they can't really pinpoint it but you know you get two different descriptions of it you get an almost marsupial um dog-like creature in some descriptions and other times you get more of a reptilian um large reptile creature and the thing about south america is even all the way back to the aztecs they described these reptilian creatures um there are there's supposedly a cave man i wish i had I wish I had taken notes. <laughs> but, uh, Comes in handy. Right. But um, there's caves and some of the statues that you find there 
um, allude to these reptilian, almost godlike creatures. And, you know, even in other parts of the world, they describe them. And it goes all the way throughout time. Um, that That's they, pretty they, interesting that they have, like, reptilian, like... Um... Uh, artifacts because what i know of the south american tribes is a lot of it is mammal based um you see a lot of like jaguars um black panther type situations that are floating around there um so they have that and that's something that i didn't know but that's a cool fun fact to have in the back of my head so i appreciate you bringing that up man right and then when we were doing research for all the topics um even yours it's similar stories. They're finding animals mutilated, drained of blood, almost a vampire type creature that, and it's just, um, oh, I'm freezing up. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um, it's all good. It's a rough yeah. draft, anyways. But, um, like I was saying, uh, even right now in Peru, they're talking about how they have these strange alien-type creatures that they're finding. It's like an 18-hour boat trip to this area. Um, and... I, yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry, That's guys. all right. So I, I had a question about that, though. So were you saying that they were finding that in the caves... They were finding, like, drawings of it, of the cryptids, of the chupacabra? Um, well, man, I'm sorry. I'm not very prepared. I'm sorry, guys. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I do know that um, when it comes to chupacabra, like, uh, you guys remember in the 90s, whenever it was making its big... Uh, it's way up to uh, Florida is where it was going to start. And then on their way from there, and then just the sightings started going everywhere. And why is it always goats, too? Like, what is the deal with the goats getting victimized here? I thought you had something about that, Richard. Your theory are on you, the goats. Are you muted? I am I am muted? muted? No, I'm ah. muted. I'm sorry. I, I, That's okay. I don't want you guys hearing me typing and shit while I was looking some stuff up. Yeah, no, <laughs> goats get attacked so often is because the people who own goats are fucking weird. And anytime <laughs> a goat dies, it looks terrible. Like, there's never been a goat who just peeled over like a cow. It's always, like, fallen weird. So they just naturally assume, hey, some ate my goat. And that's just, that's just how I feel about goat owners. Um, yeah. They're weird creatures, and they deserve to be slaughtered. You would think that you would think with the goats, though, that like the way they scream and everything that you would hear a lot more like screaming with them getting attacked, you know, out there. They're always just making a lot of noise, a lot of ruckus. And you'd think like with yeah. the way that they can just climb over mountains and stuff like that. I, dude, I've seen a goat literally standing on the side of an overpass at like a 90 degree angle. Like you think it'd be able to just kind of launch its way out of there. They Plus can walk up a they, they vertical enjoy ramming. Like, like, a quick know, like some of the some of the stuff we look at, like there's dead dogs and stuff. And, you know, mm. I'd rather fight a goat than a dog. You know, I mean, like a dog can mess you up, but a goat can like ram you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
plus their ability to climb things makes them, I think, a more formidable opponent. Um, I know that a lot of these creatures and cryptids, um, a lot of them are, are in the desert. Like, I don't know if it has to do with the fact that there, it, it all ties back to Native American connections and, you know, even South America where some of the first people that were in the Americas. Um, and... Well, I think, so, I think that you have done a fair amount of research into cryptid animals or creature, whatever the proper terminology is, in that specific area. Because I didn't look those up at all. And I found multiple <laughs> different, I mean, Bigfoot. You know, Bigfoot's not in the desert. Bigfoot's in the woods. You know what I mean? That's probably the most famous of all, all the ones that we have here anyway. Um now I know like the the Bladesden Burrow beast in North Carolina. That's a swamp creature in the woods. Things like you know different environments that are out there. I think while a lot of the ones that were that you discussed do originate in the South America, lower southeast or south southwest of the United States, um, the areas in which these creatures tend to be seen or come from are ones that we're afraid of. So mm -hmm. going deep into the woods, you hear those noises going out into the desert. It's, I, I don't know if you guys have spent much time in the desert environment, but it's, it's weird how well you can hear out there. So yeah. distances are a lot shorter than, or distance, things that are further away sound like they're a lot closer. Um, I know in the short time I was in Texas, uh, I walked up on a uh, coyote going to the trash can. And it's real freaky. And in and, and, and the off chance, Ramos, you hear this. I freaking love you, dude. But that scared the shit out of me and him. And we screamed like girls when that thing stood up. <laughs> and I promise you, somebody a mile away heard us screaming like little girls just because there's nothing out there to stop the noise. And that's, that's enough to freak you out, man. Especially when you look at our, the historical aspect of it. When... Um, people were moving west, like as we, the United States was expanding west. You know, that was unknown territory. There's yeah. people that were fighting tooth and nail for that land. Yeah, that's enough to freak you the fuck out, man. Um, now, I personally, you know, I, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't spend any time in the desert. But uh, those people choose to do that. And uh, Well, as, as people are developing and they're moving more into these areas, um, I wonder if it's even like we're chasing these things that we've never seen before out of their homes because I know I was in, um, where was I at? Arizona? I was in Cary one day. Oh, big difference. We were in the middle of the city and there was coyotes just running down the, the middle of the road. We're talking like we're, we're in a developed area. Like there well, was, coyotes are just big rats. Right, um, right. They, they're around everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. They, no. they've actually, that's become a common thing now that coyotes are moving into the cities in urban areas and they're just going like plumbling through trash and just probably taking people's dogs and cats, I'd imagine. Probably would try to move they're, in and be pets themselves. They're teacherifying the rodent population. <laughs> but uh, there, there, there is a connection between the Bladenboro creature and uh, the chupacabras, like when we were looking into that, I noticed that 
similar stories of like the way that they look being mistaken for a coyote with mange and sucking the blood of goats. It always comes back to the goats full circle. Like I said, well, let's, was... let's, let's, let's dive into that a little bit, actually, since I've, I've, got, okay. I've got, my, I've got my notes here, John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the Bladensboro beast in 1954 in a small town of Bladensboro, North Carolina, over the course of 10 days, I'm sorry, I just had a kid walk past me, freaked me out. Give me just a minute. You're good, actually. We got a story later on for you. Talk about freaking out. So since it's just uh, you and me, John, um, tell me more about this <laughs> chupacabra. <laughs> like we're not in the same house. Right. Um, oh, dude, my daughter, she's so scary. She is just the scariest little kid. She walks and you don't hear her. She's got like just ballerina feet and she'll just show up at like my bed, like the foot of my bed. Hi, daddy. What are you doing? doing? (laughs) Well, I just think it's kind of odd. It's like when you're in the South, you're, you're, you know, Southern, like Mexico, South America, um, Brazil, Argentina and all that. Um, It's more reptilians. They describe like, scales they describe um more like reptilian features and then as you move north it turns more into coyotes canines dogs and then you move to the east and they describe it more as a big cat or you know what i'm saying like it's because the geography changes but it's the same story actually come to think of it when it comes to the the monster of Bladenboro, isn't that more of a feline-related, cat-related, Richard? So, it is described as a cat with dog-like features. Um, so, over the course of like 10 days, uh, I think it was eight eight or nine dogs were found mutilated, had, had ripped off, some were shredded, things like that. Um, now, there were a couple of different instances and this kind of it's kind of a mystery as to what what was there because it somebody did shoot like a 60 pound bobcat um that's a that's a giant that's, bobcat that's massive um, they're usually now, like what, 10 to 20 pounds 20 20 pounds 40 on the high end um you know of course you know 1954 there was a lot more area for them to you know a lot more habitat so i imagine them getting getting that big it wasn't unheard of but that was definitely still on the large end it's old cat um, so what the beast was doing is the beast was killing the dogs, and in one case it was a rabbit, and it was leaving them there. And it was a sport kill, I guess would be the best way to describe it. It was killing just for fun. Right. Now, a couple of witnesses said they saw the beast. Uh, there was a woman who described seeing a uh, panther, a uh, cougar, puma, which I'm not entirely sure what it is, but we're going to stick with the word uh, cougar. Um, almost attacked her while she was heading out one night. And she was fortunate. She screamed. It took off. Uh, she made her way back inside. Now, the other sightings of this monster during this 10-day period People described hearing a baby crying in the distance whenever there was one of these monster attacks. And that, to me, was probably one of the freakiest parts of all this. Uh, now, the mayor did put out a proclamation saying, hey, there's a monster here. We need help. About a thousand hunters thousand. showed up. Yep. Um, 
Now, some of the people that were around back then described that as one of the crazier moments in their life, looking out to the woods and just seeing lanterns everywhere while they were searching for this monster. The uh, bobcat was shot after about six days, and the mayor declared that was the, uh, the end of the monster. It was over. Now, a couple days later, uh, another uh, supposed, allegedly, I should say, allegedly somebody ran into a cougar. And they brought it back to their home, and they believe that was the beast. There are a couple of theories about this. Um, one of them is the bobcat was it, but I think the most interesting one of all was the fact that the mayor could have made up the entire hoax. So this started on December really? 29th, the first ball. Yeah, so on January 2nd, the mayor watched a movie in Charlotte about a cougar attack and the mayor could have been doing a like a reverse jaws trying to get people into the town trying to get them to spend money and they really believe like there is a certain number of people that actually believe that he was the reason behind all of it he and the well, they, they made a festival out of it didn't they yes that is uh, an important detail so they uh they have capitalized on the Bladenboro Beast. There is a festival there every year. It's in the August time frame. It is something that my family and I will be going to next year. They really? have a very friendly beast uh, who walks around and gives out candy. So I guess they're trying their best to rehabilitate the image of the beast that eats dogs' heads. Now, that is not the end of the Bladenboro Beast story. In 2006... I'm sorry, 2008, there was a string of dog murders. Pit bulls, right? I'm so sorry. There were several pit bulls that were murdered. Um, and about 60 goats were killed in the span of about nine months. And this is in late 2007, early 2008. So in one town in Bolivia, there was 10 dogs, including four pit bulls, I believe, that were murdered. The creepiest of those stories was one in which a gentleman found his dog killed, picked him up, carried him somewhere else, buried him. And the next day he woke up and the dog was back in the same spot. Now, they don't really have an answer for this. Uh, there was a small documentary done through Monster Quest on the History Channel. They uh, did, however, have the... Lost completely where I'm at. This really is a lot harder than it sounds, isn't it? So, no. so it, okay. you're talking about how they found the dog back where it was, which I do want to add, though, that like with the pit bulls being uh, eradicated, I'm sure there was a lot of babies' toes out there that were very thankful for that. Yes, <laughs> yes, lots of lots of the child population continued to increase instead of decrease. <laughs> Town is saved. Uh, I declare. <laughs> okay. Jesus had come back to murder the pitbulls. <laughs> oh, we're already getting the flipper, so Jesus. The, uh, the most likely culprit in all this was cougars. So cougars in North Carolina have been, you guys have lived in the eastern North Carolina region too. Uh, I've heard of stories of cougars out there. One of the high school's mascots a cougar. Uh, it's a popular, it's well known that there are cougars out there amongst the, amongst the locals. However, the state of North Carolina has said that the there is no breeding population of cougars in the state. But there are pictures. There are mm -hmm. paw prints. And I'm leaning towards this being a cougar attack 
where people just kind of lose their imagination or use their imagination to think of something a little bit stranger. Right. I know in Tennessee, in 2015, there were uh, six sightings, including a hair sample taken and given to the state where there's no more cougars, but they happen to have photos and hair samples of it all. So that's ramblings of a madman. Actually, um, when it comes to Tennessee, I got a few things with that. Uh, when it comes to Tennessee, we live in an area called Land Between the Lakes, and they released a lot of animals that weren't like local to the area because it was it's a it's an animal refuge pretty much, and there are multiple sightings of people seeing, you know, cougars. Maybe um, a lot of people say black panthers was the common one out there, but anybody knows that that could be a genetic thing it's the opposite of albinoism i i don't know the word and i don't want to throw any words out there that might offend people so i'm not going to do that but um even in the uh the forest where we're all from uh croatan national forest i don't know if i need to be outing ourselves or whatever we're not there anymore but um people have said they've seen things like that i um, I was going to bring it up later on, but it kind of fits in with this narrative right now. I asked a bunch of people on Facebook about things that they've experienced while out in the woods. And uh, somebody mentioned that they've seen a larger than expected large cat out there in the woods. And he described it probably being 300 pounds. I, that's hard to tell that's, with cats, yeah, you know. That's a tiger. Right. Yeah. That's, that's if you see a three, that, that that person was going to be eaten if they saw. I mean, that. yeah, cougars tend to be like with a hundred and fifty, hundred twenty range. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I will say though that like, I mean, the size could be a little off, but I do believe him about that because you remember John one time when we were having ourselves a little rumpus time back in the old sticks. We were driving back home, and once we got out past the highway. You know, we were we were going probably 75, and then we just had a big black blurg run right in front of us. Now, right. I, I thought it was a bear, but that thing to move that fast in front of me going 75, I, I really don't think it would have been a bear. Bears usually top out about like 35 miles an hour. That thing was just a blur right in front of me, but it had the size of like a black bear. So yeah, I'm not sure if I ever told you guys a story or not. Um I ran into a bear one time leaving when he, leaving y'all's house. Uh, I don't remember the exact situation, but I knew that I had been drinking and I knew that I couldn't drive. And so I started to walk and I was walking down highway 24 and uh, I stopped by the kangaroo that before you leave the town we were in heading mm -hmm. into the town I was in, I stopped by the kangaroo. I got a couple of Gatorades and I was walking like this. I was happy and I was drunk. And um, I was probably two, three miles into highway 24 and I'm here rumbling in the woods. I'm like, oh shit. I'm turning around, it's there's a bear. I was like, oh no, and I, in one swooping motion, I went like this and chunked a bottle of pink Gatorade at this bear and just started running. That's the fastest I've probably the fastest I've ever run a mile in my entire life. Right. Oh yeah. So that was that was that was a fun that was a fun night. And well, I can um, imagine like the people like driving past because there there were people that were just whizzing past me watching this dude right. just sprinting down. You know, like. That's we were talking about the land between lakes, and uh, they were notorious. Like they, they have a farm where they brought buffaloes. Um, they have a buffalo range, 
the homestead. Um, they also brought in um, Red Wolves, and they yeah. introduced the Red Wolves out there. But they're they were endangered. For, yeah, and, and it's such a wild, a giant wildlife refuge. And supposedly they had brought in some large cats and released them out there. And as you know, like, like large cats have a 150 to 200 mile um, hunting ground. So, you know what I'm saying? With Middle Tennessee being so close to the mountains, they may have, you know, wanted to return back to the mountains, migrated more towards this area. You never know how far yeah. they spread. You know what I'm saying? I think I've I think I've heard something before. Didn't they say or didn't we see something that was talking about how they said that cougars, mountain lions were eradicated in the Appalachians for a while? Yeah, so there yeah. is a subspecies of the mountain lion that is only it's only now anyway, the only breeding pop known breeding known breeding population is in Florida. And Florida has actually done some of the conservation efforts there have actually been pretty beneficial to the cougars. Right now, it's becoming a problem with humans. They've done a pretty good job with it. Um, so good job, Florida. But yeah, they've built certain, they've changed their overpasses to where things can move past. But yeah, you, you can get cougar roadkill in Florida. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it well, happens. The thing about the them though is they're like more reclusive. They they try to try to avoid people as much as possible. Plus, you have other large predators like the crocodiles and Pythons. alligators. And now pythons. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't live in Florida. There's too many things that could eat you. It's so. It's just too right. easy to disappear. Monitor yeah, lizards. The pythons. I mean, they can grow enormous out there because they're unchallenged. Yep. You know what I'm they're saying? They're the apex. Yeah. So you guys, you guys brought up an interesting point, and this is this is in my in my chicken scratch notes that I have about the the Bladenboro thing. So the Bolivia attacks in 2008. In that same area from 1997 to 2006, there was a private zoo. Uh, it was called the Faircloth Zoo. Now, the owners did have a few legal battles here and there. It didn't seem like they were doing anything that was like corrupt or anything like that, but they did. Apparently, they, what they did is they would borrow exotic animals. And uh, a legal dispute over, I guess, roughly a third of the zoo had been uh, borrowed, and the owners wanted their animals back. Legal dispute led to the uh, closing of the zoo in 2006. So some of the locals do believe that that private zoo was uh, was like maybe they they released a couple things they shouldn't have released, and they ended up out in the wild. What else are you going to do with it? You know, right? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, well, the, apparently there, there's some pretty some pretty strict regulations about having wild exotic animals. Well, I shouldn't say strict regulations. They monitor some people monitor the movement of some of those animals. Florida well, regulations. To, uh, Florida South regulations. America, there was never hippos in South America until um until uh, Escobar was it? Pablo Escobar was bringing them over because he was a fan of a lot of these times. These rich people bring these exotic animals. And then when they become too much for them to handle or they get arrested for illegal activities, they end up out in the wild. You just, that, just that's, <laughs> that's how the pythons got there in the first place in Florida is people right. just releasing them. I believe I heard at one time there was a county line, maybe Tallahassee where the county is, where it was perfectly fine. Like uh, the old thing where they used to, you know, if you didn't want to have the kids, you drop them off at the fire station. It was the same way with your pythons in Florida. 
Such a weird, such a weird state. Right, it's a magical place. I would be so mad. Like if I was at a firefighter and I opened up a bin and there's just a giant snake in there. <laughs> Imagine being animal control. Like that's got to be the worst out there. Ah, gator, monitor lizard, parrot. My favorite is the Florida Man game. You Google your birth date in the word Florida Man and whatever the headline is, is supposedly, like, hold on, let me do it real quick. Yeah, we'll just do a Florida Man quest. All right, I think, so... Go ahead. December of that year, Florida Man. Florida Man arrested with 1987 cold case. So apparently... Somebody was viciously murdered. <laughs> that was my Florida man story. Uh, mine is Florida man slapped with big mouth Billy Bass singing fish after argument with the police. John, you're uh, <laughs> you you have uh, your your thing froze with the cheekiest smile ever. I just gotta say, I love it. There you go, you're back. <laughs> um, I actually I know my Florida man's. It was uh, in November. A guy tried to rob a bank with a Pee Wee Herman uh, mask on. That's Unsuccessful. <laughs> Unsuccessful, um, by I, the way. I scrolled down to story number two. It's less depressing. Gotcha. Florida man claims bags of cocaine and meth found wrapped around his penis aren't his. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that got there. I mean, I don't think there's anything more elusive than the Florida man cryptid. He is just responsible for some of the silliest crimes ever. Well, in, in my in my Reddit search of what's your weird um, local like ghost story, weird scary story, Florida man has been mentioned at least seven times. So the Florida man is unmatched. The only difference between <laughs> the Florida man and Bigfoot is we have plenty of footage of Florida man and his shenanigans. He, he wants that- to be out there. I feel like it's some kind of like spirit that possesses these people. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> the spirit meth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spirit. Well, they uh... tried to blame basalts and uh, and Flocka and oh, all that for the zombie, dude. the Florida man zombie. That was, that was crazy. The, it's the, the national food of Florida. In the system. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, what was that? I system. It. I said it was the it's the national food of Florida meth, but yeah, with what he's what he's talking about they uh, they tested that guy. He had nothing in his system. He was just crazy, just purebred nuts. Yeah, well, you know, I'm okay with them restricting the bath salt market after that because uh, it, it, I'm sure you guys we were there. Those just those oh, we, designer drugs yeah. were not good. They were not good yeah. for anyone. No, they, they. I remember no. the day that they made that illegal. We all like cheered inside. We're like, "Oh, thank God, this is over. We well, can move past the, this now." The alternative weeds that were available back then were the main. Sp- oh, I got a funny story about stuff. that. Yeah. So uh, one time, I, I tried that spice, and I was at work, and we're outside making a cement pile, and. I, I I tried it, and then the next thing I know, I start hearing carnival music. That like that I'm like, oh, that's it, man. I've done it to myself this time. There's no coming back. 
And then I look, and then on the river, because we're right by the river, there's a barge going by with circus equipment, and they were testing the music. And I was just like, oh, thank God, not this time. But still kind of crazy that that happened at this exact moment. <laughs> just the stars lined up just perfectly for it. Man, that's, that's, what's, that's probably the only time, like, the new drug scare was actually right. Like, usually it's the teenagers and the marijuana, you know, Blink-182 yeah. and their CD covers, where it's not that big of a deal. But, yeah, that bath salt. Uh, it was the first time that, like, like the, the, the stories of the people on the drug were more insane than the drug itself. Like, the things that people were doing, you don't, people aren't supposed to be awake for that long. You no, know not at all. I remember a guy, uh, I don't, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't the bath salt stuff, but it was one of those weird alternatives. And uh, he started screaming about purple monkeys and he ran away. I don't know what happened to him. I haven't seen him on. I'm sure he's on social media. I can look him up, but I was like, I don't he's... need to be a part of that. <laughs> we we survived it. We don't need to go back. Yeah. Um. So I do. Stuff. To bring everything back full circle with what we're talking about, the Bladenboro monster and um, Chupacabra. One thing that I keep seeing in common with this, the goats, like I said, sucking a blood. Uh, what, what, what's really going on here? What's the correlation? Are we to believe that there's animal vampires out there too? Do they roll? Do they go by the same rules and standards as normal vampires? I think well, it's more you... likely that we have animal vampires than we have people vampires. There are instances in nature of animals that do require blood. I know with mosquitoes, they um, they need it to make their eggs and and whatnot. Um, does that maybe the chupacabra has to drink the blood to lay the eggs? I don't know. <laughs> do these rules like of nature apply to these cryptids? I'm not really sure. I, I wonder if it's just like the reason there's no blood is because of the massive wounds that these fangs on these creatures inflict on these on the on the on the dogs and the goats and the chickens. Yeah, chickens, they're they're in there too. Which I understand that. I mean, if I had giant fangs, I'd just be chomping down on chicken. Chickens myself. notoriously have a lot of blood. Yeah, it reminds me of that movie, the Stephen King's The Night Flyer. You ever seen that movie? Oh yeah. So he instead of having like the the typical uh, he, so he's flying a plane around, and that's how he gets into his vampire shenanigans. He's flying a little Cessna plane around, but instead of having the two typical fangs, he's got one giant one, and they just find like a big hole in people's necks and whatnot. So he actually, yeah, like he has a legit like insect mouth, right? Where he's just like, yeah. all right, I gotcha, piercing, sucking, I right, here we go. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, Stephen oh, King, yeah. man. That, that guy, there's there's something wrong with that guy. Right. Um, well, with the Chupacabra, they say that it has one giant fang like that, and it, it pokes it in there, and then it sucks the blood out through almost like... Does it have a Cessna like, license? It does not. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. It's missing its last two hours <laughs> before it can get... <laughs> Something about the pilots keep passing. I just out think it's crazy that. that, and you know, I mean, you go south of the border, and it's like even with the aliens that they're they're talking about now in Peru. I mean, they're supposedly like a, a reptilian with like glowing yellow eyes, and they have armor on. 
But this, the, everyone that's described them say that they fly around in the air and go from place to place in their life. See, one of the bodies that was recovered, all of, like, from the neck up was completely removed. Like, something had cleanly peeled the, the, the skin. entire face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I've been waiting all- for this story, by the way. So, um, like, one person said that it looked like somebody that was attacked by piranhas. But one of the locals that described it said that they peeled the entire face off. And then there was a 15-year-old girl that was kidnapped. She was recovered, and she said that they had tried to cut her throat and peel her. And she's the one, though, that that I showed you the picture of that um, was holding the phone up, showing that they're they're saying that it's minors with jetpacks. Minors with jetpacks. That's such a terrible, <laughs> such a horrible thing to experience. Illegal so, mining in South America with jetpacks. I mean, have you ever seen what the jungle looks like? In there's no way that they're flying around on jetpacks. Not to mention, it doesn't make any sense. Like miners go down, jetpacks go up. It, they, those are two different worlds. They wouldn't need to know how to do that. That makes no sense. Why is this a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm just, I mean, I'm I'm upset that if there are jetpacks, that these South American miners have them, and I don't. Why? <laughs> right. I I Minor. feel like I feel like I am better off than the average South American miner. Miner um, privilege, man. Country that I live in, you know what I mean. Like I feel like America should have that kind of stuff. <laughs> not, when they ask I mean? them about um. To give a description, they're like, have you seen Spider-Man? It's like Green Goblin. And that was their description of what these creatures look like flying around. And they can turn invisible. That was they can turn invisible. They eat the top half of your face. Uh, skin only, though. Oh, no, so I don't know like, that they're, they're, like they're just calling face peelers. I don't know that they're facing them. They're just peeling oh. the face off. That's the other part of that that I heard is that they think like the alien part of it because we're forgetting about the alien part of it. There, there's aliens is the other side of this besides the illegal jetpack miners is they're saying they're face stealing aliens that are doing this. The ones that are flying in the clouds. And, and where is the flying part coming from this anyways? <laughs> like, what, what kind of Looney Tune shit is going on down here? With any kind of reptilian culture, even the ones that they say that have been infiltrated government in the White House. They say that they're not really the person that they're portraying, that they're wearing a mask. So if they are peeling faces off, maybe they found a way to attach these faces to their own face so they can hide in government. <laughs> like face off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it's more like men in black, right? Like that's, I think that's a bug thing, not, not a reptile thing. Oh, well, I mean, have you ever seen like the videos of Kamala Harris where she looks like she has gills? I, I've, I have not, I, I, I have not gone down that that specific rabbit hole. The one, the political one that was forced on me recently though was Ron DeSantis's smile, where he does this <laughs> and he like licks his he licks his teeth and then makes himself smile. Oh, yeah, I, I try to I try to avoid that stuff at all costs. Yeah, well, I know that um, pops up. 
we encountered a video earlier of somebody wearing one of those rubber masks that, you know what I'm saying, hide your identity. They're the ones that they use to hide your identity from, like, the face scanners. But there, there's several different types of masks that you can wear that obscure your features. But um, I know that there was a woman on an airplane that freaked out recently saying somebody on the plane wasn't real. Oh, and dude, that one was fine. I'm wondering if that's what she saw was somebody wearing one of these face obscuring masks. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you ever see one, it, it, it's like the whole, um, what do they call that? Uncanny Valley. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah. Where you don't like you, you see something human like, but it's not like something's a little off there that the polar express movie is covered well, with that with the uncanny Valley. Right. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. The dead eyes of those people. It it, it oh, makes people oh freak gosh. out. You're right. That is that is I'm looking at There's it right one now. of the um the prince and his wife and it is just jarring to see them. It's it's really like you'll be taken aback when you see these people wearing these masks. But originally what it was is um, when face recognition software first started being introduced into, um, I was gonna into say these surveillance cameras, people started producing these masks. And the guy who originally invented it said that it was okay because he will copy his face and let everybody wear it because then he can prove that he was everywhere all at once. And with that being said... They can't prove when he's actually somewhere. So, um, but as technology has improved... Schrodinger's mask. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, as a technology, but no matter what, it's just when you see it, I mean, the people, like, there's no um, articulation in their face, and it's so, like, jarring to see, like, their facial expressions because they, their smile... Their laugh, all that stuff. All you see is like the mask curl back in teeth. Like it's, ew. it's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's unsettling. It re it really is. It looks like um, it, it it looks like exactly how you described it. Uh, I don't think you could have done a better job describing it, other than just it's unnatural. Right. I had the a theory the on that. I had a theory on that that like from like a pragmatist kind of uh, scenario that like. Is it possible that since we're talking about Peru anyways, that this could be the cartels punishing people that are trying to like disrupt their shenanigans? Now, when it, you mentioned piranhas earlier, I, I was thinking, I know that piranhas don't typically just eat a whole face off like that unless they're starved. Is it possible that they're keeping some piranhas in a tank or something like that? And anybody that gets a little froggy or tries to tell the government about what's going on, just you know dunk their head under there to these starving piranhas well my thing is, that is terrifying what the video idea. that they showed of the victim i mean the the rigor mortis hadn't even set up in the body yet. fresh it, still fresh. yeah and his skull was completely bleached white yeah like there was no muscle no meat no tissue at all it was just you know what i mean still attached at the spinal cord, but there was nothing at all. And That's something that along the lines, like that would take like a surgeon, perf like kind of perfection to do that 
or it could have been aliens. I'm very sure it's not illegal miners with jetpacks, though. Unless they, like, right. somehow with their powerful force of taking off into the jungle, blew the guy's face off. He was just so impressed with their mining tactics. <laughs> it, sounds like, it does sound like a great alien gun. Like, the face. Like, yeah. If you well, were to journey, like... This isn't the first time that they... Um, I know there was a crash uh, several... A couple decades ago. And an alien, they said that the smell was just like, it was almost like sulfur. That's what they mm -hmm. said in that, um, like, it was perched against the wall and these children came across it, these little girls. And the one girl said that when she made eye contact with it, it was like staring into her and it wasn't talking, but she said that it was communicating to her that it was hurt. And it needed help. And um, shortly after, the military moved in and took the alien to the hospital. And it said people were running out. It was making people sick, the smell. And the mother of the children said that even after the alien had been gone for several weeks, they could still smell that smell in the area. And, you know, that's like, that's a common thing that I've noticed with all of these cryptids that we've been looking up is there's always a smell involved and it's usually like a sulfuric smell. That's just the devil. Sulfuric that's what they're saying. Yeah, like a lot of it ties back to religion in a way. And I don't know where you stand spiritually. I don't know where I stand spiritually, but like... Oh, I, uh, I, know, that, I know exactly where I stand spiritually. And I, I'm not going to get into that. But I do have uh, a fun fact about the guy who wrote the Bible, or the King James version of the Bible. The King James, who uh, gave us all the King James version of the Bible, he uh, was the guy that Guy Fox tried to blow up. And so the anonymous mask. In Parliament. Remember, remember the 5th of November? Yeah. That king. They tried to kill him with that one. Yeah. Um, he also wrote a book called Demonology after a group of witches tried to murder his fiance, And uh, he personally took part in their witch trial. Uh, he was convinced that this one woman was a witch after she had been tortured. She confessed to being a witch. Um, so Whatever gets you to stop. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, just go ahead. Light me on fire. That, that's Yeah, it's just terrible. But yeah, so... He wrote this book called Demonology, which was an actual practical guide to witch hunting. And he tries to get people to think of, okay, is this person confessing because they're under torture or is this person confessing because they're crazy or is this person actually a witch? That's not how it gets used, though. It, like, sparks, like, multiple witch hunts. And it's okay because, you know, hey, the king, the king said it's cool to kill the witches. We're good, right? Yeah, that's, that's a fun fact for you. I've got you know, a slightly uh, fun fact. Go ahead. Um, I was in a COVID lockdown one time with this guy who, um, on his home visit, he had gotten a, uh, a copy of um, a, some kind of Santa Morta uh, spell casting and a couple other things, how to make signs and symbols. What a and, weird thing just to happen across. Right. And one of the guys that was <laughs> in the room with us um, he kept like telling people some of the things that the guy was doing wrong in the program. So the guy wanted him to shut up. So he drew a symbol 
that symbolized lockjaw, and he put the seal of a uh, ball on it, right? And he put it inside the guy's shoe. And that morning, that guy put his shoes on. And he started just stomping his feet and moving back and forth. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he was like making all these crazy faces. He pulls his shoe off and he pulls the, the sole of his shoe out. And he finds the symbol inside of his boot. And he throws it across the room. And he's like, you motherfucker, you put a spell on me. I couldn't talk. And I was just like, but this same guy, um, he was, when he returned from the home visit, like I said, at first they had him separate um, from everybody else, and he was in this apartment. And when he was in there, he had brought back some candles and some other things, and he did a ritual in this apartment. And, um, you know, as we, like, filter through and you know what I mean they switch people out inadvertently I had ended up with two other guys in that apartment and uh, one day they had to go to the medical building I was in there by myself and the lamps and lights started flickering on and off and stuff like that and the TV was coming on and off and it almost felt like there was just something in there like get the fuck out of this you know what I'm saying and it was frightening it was like this dark dark energy and uh needless to say shortly after we were finally released and we all started mingling again he had told me he was like oh you were in apartment 2b i was like yeah he was like yeah i did a i did a dark ritual in there and it just all the hair on my you know everything just stood up and i was like man i knew i felt something dark in there so and after that Several other residents who would go into that apartment, when they would come out of quarantine, they'd be like, man, that fucking apartment's haunted. You know what I'm saying? Or they would have a similar story to just being creeped out in there. I had had something like that happen to me. Not I I didn't deal with an actual witch. Um, It sounds like you came across like either... A, a, like an evil witch or a jackass who happened to be a witch and decided to just fuck with things. He just didn't know any better. Uh, yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got magic powers. What else? Let's go haunt some people. <laughs> um, no, I had a... Uh, some. We lived in uh, Boke Sound, me and a couple of uh, my roommates back in the day. And um, somebody supposedly killed themselves in the, in the house that we were living in. And... We had, it, granted, at, at the time I was I was drinking a lot, um, but it was one of my days off work, and uh, we had uh, we had that old Xboxes where you could like link them together, you could share. Mm-hmm. That's how you shared screens, right? Um, well, we had one TV that was dedicated specifically for that, and then we had one TV that had um, DVD player and all that stuff in there, and I was watching. A Will Smith movie, uh, Harold Click. I don't remember the name of the movie, but I watched that movie like a hundred times. Um, while I was sitting there, the uh, the lights cut out and they kind of flickered for a second. I was, which is un, you know, not not strange. But what really freaked me out is like the lighter didn't work, and then the TV that we don't use turned on, and that 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 spooked me. I, I didn't get. Right. I didn't spend a lot of time by myself in that house after that. 
That was that we to ha- me. That's the of the supernatural things that we've talked about. That's that's my story. Actually, yeah. before we started recording this, and, and Kate can vouch for this too that it happened right before we started. We're watching uh, the show Beef, which I recommend you should check out. That's a good show. Beef? And, yeah, <laughs> plug in a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Don't just watch beef, you know, that could be a boring time, but um, the show <laughs> beef. Anyways, um, we're all sitting in there, the living room, and all of a sudden, we just hear a noise. We go look out there, in the, look in the kitchen, this bucket's been knocked over, and none of us can explain why the bucket fell over, because it was upright, and there wasn't been a force strong enough to knock it down, because the, the vent wasn't even close to it. And then, not to mention, none of us remember the bucket being in the kitchen. So, the fuck was that about? The ghost maid is telling you to clean your house? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. But that was a little supernatural thing that happened right before we started recording, which That's freaked nuts, us dude. out, too, because we've been looking into all this witchcraft <laughs> and all this other stuff. Like, what the hell have we let into this house? Already. Well, I know that I was the one who swept the kitchen earlier, and that bucket was not in there Um and not only that, but, like, for the the blackboard to fall off the wall and all that. I mean, just the whole situation. But I know that a few times that I was coming across some of these uh, cryptids and things that we were talking about, um, some of those legends go that they don't start targeting you or affecting you until you're aware of their existence. Yeah. And, uh, you know what I mean? Like... That's a lot of the na- notice you. A lot of the Native Americans, they do not want people in their tribes mentioning the names of these said creatures. They uh, feel like it, it's going to bring that about. The bad luck especially, situation. Yeah, especially like with the Skinwalkers, um, which uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into that one. Yeah, um, you mentioned that earlier in our conversation. So... They're um, witches from the Navajo tribe. Um, they are known to be shapeshifters that shift between like uh, wolves, cat-like creatures, things like that. Um, they're also known to steal the skin of their victims. Um, they walk on all fours. They primarily attack in the desert, but I've been hearing a lot of stories of people in the desert. I mean, not the desert, um, and, and everywhere that are running into this, um, which, man, doing this research, I've noticed a bunch of stuff, like, especially with these TikTok videos, like, there's a lot of fakery going on and shenanigans. People are just trying to, uh, yeah, um, I'm too old to understand it, but um, they tend to, like, try to lure people in, like, um, by changing their voices and um, we've been curious ourselves, wondering if, like, we've been stalked by something like that. Uh, we've had a couple instances outside at night where, and, and maybe because, like, we had a we have a homeless encampment, like, down the road a little bit that got broken up. Maybe they're campers out there, but, like, they make, they've been, like, we've been hearing noises out there. And then we had an instance where, like, someone literally just, we heard a, hello? In like a very generic kind oh, of way. Hi. <laughs> it was it was the middle so, of the night yeah. too. I'm still here, by the way. I just turned my camera off. But okay. Uh, 
You're good, dude. Um, but uh, anyways, like last night, I heard the sound of somebody like running either like an electric chainsaw or a leaf blower at like three in the morning. You remember what a that time? Thing to run. <laughs> Do you remember okay. that one night? Um, you're still not on the screen. Yeah, I turned the camera off. Um, I had to step out for a second, but uh, so one night it was three o'clock in the morning and. I had a second pack of cigarettes that was in my truck, and I decided I was going to go out to my truck and get them, right? So um, I go out to my truck, and like I said, it's between 3 and 3.30 in the morning, and I started hearing a rustling um, in the edge line of the woods right by where we live, near the highway, and that's when I heard a woman's voice like, hello? I was telling him about that. And I, like, at first I was startled. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And um, I started, like, looking around and stuff like that. I did not see anyone out there. It was almost like a disembodied voice. But, like, you couldn't tell where it was coming from. Right. You couldn't. It seemed to be coming from one side of me, and then it would be coming from the other. And... Not only that, it sounded close, and then it would sound far away, and it just was really disorienting. Well, you That's remember, terrifying. you remember there was also that instance where, like, because I'm the biggest skeptic when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, I'm trying to explain everything, like, you know, like hearing that hello, it's like, ah, oh, it's just feral pigs, you know, nothing to worry about, nothing feral to see pigs. here. <laughs> but, um, like, I had a one night I'm out there, and uh, I hear, like, a glass bottle break. I mean, we live kind of near the highway, but there's woods in between it. It didn't sound like it was on the highway. And next thing I know, I hear a bottle. Like, you got, a like, a security light down the road a little bit. And um, I hear a bottle roll across the ground as if it was, like, something was trying to get my attention. Now, that's something that happens a lot with these skinwalkers is – they try to do things like that to lure you into the woods because I guess they have some rules that they have to follow, some standards and practices, but they won't come after you. You have to go to them. And one thing that, uh, again, people smell sulfur and then, uh, the Wendigo is a very similar story too. That's another one that I got into. The Wendigo also goes with the Native Americans. It's with the Algonquin. I probably, I, I probably butchered that language uh first nations people um theirs is a demonic shapeshifter that formerly was a human that has consumed flesh of another human they typically have um tattered lips they're they're all their, their lips are missing around their teeth they have sunken in eyes um I'm looking at my notes here yeah yeah so none of that sounds good at all they were part of the tribe, and then before they turned into this monster, once they, they, they ate their family, they're pretty much just like in like modern terms, they got canceled. They, they were canceled from their, their tribe. But um, they, uh, they'll go a long time without eating, and they say that like when they taste human flesh, that's all they crave after that, and that's what turns them into these monsters. And I wondered, like, uh, well, one, they say, like, one way to handle it, the only way to handle it is to kill it with fire. 
That's the best way to handle them. But I'm wondering, since we're talking about olden days, if like nervous ticks, like biting your nails or anything like that could have been mistaken as somebody as a Wendigo and they just straight up shunned them from their tribes or even hunted them down and killed them. Well, um, that's, I know they did, that. they did that with witches in, in exactly in England. You know, they did it in America too. You know, it's, it's not that's not a far fetched thought process at all. And, and you know, speaking of like something that's not typically considered like part of like the Native American lore is you got ghouls, which is a very similar thing. When I was researching that, their their difference is they like to rob graves, but they still same thing. They want to eat human flesh, and all of it ties back to witchcraft too, which. Which um, I don't understand, like when they talk about Native American witchcraft and then you've got Anglo-Saxon witchcraft, are they the same type of witchcraft? Is it the same witchery? They're, I would think they'd be different gods, so right? The 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 premise behind, um, we'll, we'll just say the Western world, um, the Western, uh, the European witchcraft is a covenant with the devil. Mm-hmm. That's the, the key difference there. It's It's predominantly women. Because uh, I, I believe with the, the rationale is women. Um, they burn are, quicker. They're more, uh, more frequently have enough time to gossip. And so women, when one woman gets a covenant with the devil, talks to her girlfriends and then, you know, witchcraft spreads. Chatty um, now, <laughs> on the, in the native American side of things, um, that is a more, natural manipulation uh, I, I would think and I, I don't i don't know enough about about you know well it's not just Indians. native americans even yeah. serial killers like jeffrey dahmer and ted bundy um said they consumed some of their victims and i know the one of the last murders that ted bundy committed he was running like a rabid animal in a frat in a in a, in a, in a sorority house and he Crazy. bit one of the Crazy girl's nipples off. He was biting her, her flesh and stuff like that. And they said that he was just ravenous at that point. Like, so I mean, maybe once, maybe it's true. Once you get a taste for human flesh, it turns you into some kind of other. You know what I mean? Well, isn't there like a brain disorder that comes from like uh, eating human meat? Like, it, like kind of similar to what mad cow disease was with cows. Right, I've, I've heard that. Seizures now, the only, the only acting information I have on that is from the movie The Book of Eli, where the people were shaken. You could tell they were cannibals because they were shaking. That's the only thing I know about it. Um, I gotcha. Now, in, in terms of serial killers, dude, the scariest one, because you know, I know the scariest one I've come across and heard about is a guy named um, Israel Keys. Have you heard of that dude? Mm-mm. That dude is a monster. John, are you frozen? Uh, yeah, I was looking up. It's called Kuru. It's a brain disease caused by cannibalism, and it causes convulsions and shakes. Yeah, it's uh, typical with the tribal, like tribal people, too. And, and that's something else that comes back with all these cryptids, is it seems like it all ties back to a bit of tribalism. Like a lot of these folklore come back to that time in our existence as humans. Other than that, the only thing I could think of is, you know, we're talking about like these mountains, especially the Appalachian Mountains. We're talking like dating prehistory, like even before the dinosaurs, 
Um, that's something else I was looking into was about dimensions. Are we like dealing with something that we can't understand because it's of a different manifest of a different dimension? But anyway, we get back to serial killers. That's just a question I had. <laughs> <laughs> I believe serial killers exist on a different plane. Yes. Um, long story short. Ah, so Mister um, Israel Keys, he's he's he would uh, he would travel to different states and murder people, and then he'd go back home like just shits and gigs. Um, mm. So they caught him. So he kidnapped a woman, and he was based out of Alaska. So he kidnapped a woman out of like one of those like drive like more single person in coffee stands and um he killed her and then like took a picture of her like with her eyes taped open and like got a ransom attached to her card and then he just took it and just left and they caught him and when they caught him he had a laptop and in the laptop they found like i think 11 victims something like that and uh the only reason they that they confirmed it. He's like, Hey, well, one of my, two of my victims were in Vermont. Um, I snuck into their house. I buried, I buried a kill kit. I dug it up. I killed them. I took them to a new location and then I lit it on fire. And so he had like just buckets buried with like guns and like just, just casually murdering people, man. Uh, in the process of like going from like kill to kill, he would uh, rob banks and he would light something on fire. So this dude was walking around with like dead people's hair as a mustache, robbing oh. banks and then just going home. Like he would, he robbed banks to support his serial killing addiction. That's, that's a scariest dude. And one of the things and committing said, arson is, too. Yeah. It's just nuts. Right. One of the things the he said was um, there's a lot of murders that I committed that you won't know about because they look like accidents. You know, if someone's out fishing by themselves and they just get missing, you don't know what happened. And I, I stopped fishing by myself when I heard that. So, right, I'm not. I'm not going in the woods ever out. again by myself. Never again. Right. I'm going in the woods by myself. Yeah. There's That's a place in Yellowstone that has no jurisdiction. They call it the kill zone because of that reason. There's no. You said no jurisdiction. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no nowhere has jurisdiction there because there's no occupants there. So it's a stretch of land that is completely I mean, and a lot of the missing people and stuff like that that you hear about from these ter- the, the stories of missing 411 originate from that area because of that reason. There's there's no police to govern it. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Now, where, you can't where be prosecuted. It's like in between, like part of it is in Idaho, part of it's in Montana, and I think the majority is in Wyoming or something like that. Okay, so it's it's like in those those flyover states area. Yeah, it's not a lot um, of people out there either. No, in fact, there's areas, and, and it kind of makes it more believable about the cryptids part too. There's areas in Idaho that people have not stepped foot in for thousands of years. You know, I'm sitting here thinking 2023. We've probably covered everything, but like even in the East Coast, like Maine, there's forest out there that nobody's been in, that at least we know. And, you know, that kind of ties into another one of these, like the Tennessee Wild Man. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't heard of Tennessee Wild Man. So, which I don't understand because it mostly happens on the North Carolina side of the Smoky Mountains. Yet they want to call him a Tennessee wild man. They just have to put down my my home state, you know. That's tourist but, reasons. 
yeah, you got it. <laughs> but um, so there's two parts to that. They think that it either could be some kind of like ancient uh, hominid type creature, or they think that it's civil war deserters that didn't want to fight in the war and they traveled out to the mountains and just because of in, like if it's the civil war side they think that it's because of inbreeding over time it's changed them to where like they have their own dialect of like almost like back in the tribal days with the clicks and sounds that they communicate with each other but yeah. they are um i lost my train of thought for a second uh, but like real yeah basically but um, they use that to talk amongst each other because of the, the inbreeding over time. It's changed the way they look. They've grown more hair, like body hair, like than they used to. Again, with the, the stink, there's always a big stink involved. And one thing that they've noticed is when they come around, if people are out in the woods and it's a supposed wild man or something like that, um, all of nature that's around just tends to get quiet. It gets completely silent. And then you get that feeling of something's watching you or the sense of dread like he was talking about earlier which real quick time out have we all had that feeling before have you had that feeling before john richard the sense of dread no the like feeling of being watched the yeah, feeling yeah, of being yeah watched. i have been watched it's weird mm -hmm. yeah i i uh, one of my old bosses he he wasn't into like all of the cryptid stuff but he was telling me that he got that feeling one time while he was hunting and he put it, he looked through his scope and he found a, a hunter pointing a gun at him. And it's just crazy. Like that guy was yards and yards away and he could sense that. It's just crazy how that works. But back on topic with the wild man, people get that feeling and they get that smell around them. Nature stops making, it, nature quits being nature. And they just, there's been instances they think a lot of the missing 411 could be that as well, especially when it comes to children. The Tennessee wild man has a tendency to want to steal children and women. I don't know what kind of shenanigans is going on with the stealing of the women up there, but, you know, the kid part. There's one particular case. What was it? Dennis Martin. Dennis where Martin. He was just literally he was in his dad's eyesight and then just poof, disappeared. And then that was it. And... um they think that when, when they they sent out the the what was it the army rangers to Just search for it green berets yeah. green they sent green berets to search in this area yeah just literally disappeared he was yards away from his dad and then they found like did they find it, like evidence of him they never actually there was one man who said that he had found a skeleton in the area where he supposedly went missing but because he was illegal ginseng hunting, he decided that he wasn't going to report it. But, but another man was out there with his family, and he said that he saw a man. At first, when he told the story, he said that he saw a man who was dressed either dressed like um, he was wearing furs and stuff like that and trying to look like a wild animal. And like he was carrying pimp. something over his shoulder. But then he tells it again late, later on. And he says that he just looked disheveled. And he looked like he had been interrupted by something. Well, you're living in the woods covered in fur. Someone walks up on you, bro. You're interrupted. Right. Yeah. Your, life's, your, your whole life's been changed. 
but they they sent the they sent the green berets and they did the search for a little while and then they were just like well case closed nothing else here and they didn't want to search anymore and for like ever since then they were like what what's going on why did you guys just stop the search like mid search and just give up and just say that it's closed there's nothing else to see here move along and there's a lot of instances of that happening with these missing 411s which if we need to define what missing 411 is are, are you familiar familiar with it richard i i had to look it up while you were talking i didn't want to interrupt i got gotcha. you yeah no it's, it's fine show, so apparently. like well it's it's a book series um and uh they they, they cover a specific topic. You know, a lot of people that go missing, they get found um, either dead or alive. These are like specific instances where they cannot explain it by means of normal science or research or anything like that. Like people ending up in places where like miles away from where they should be in a time that doesn't make sense. In stories of like some of these kids... Like one instance was a kid said that he was afraid of the cows, the tiny cows. And it's like there were no cows around and there's no such thing as tiny cows, which they're starting to wonder if maybe it had been picked up by something or carried. And, and something with the Dennis Martin case, that's one thing they were talking about is like with the Tennessee wild man, he's supposed to be like supernatural predator or of some sort that can move through the trees and through the mountains faster than anyone else can. Um, they found one kid. Um, he was 200 feet up the cliff face. And um, when they found his clothes. You said, you said off, up, up yeah. the cliff face? Okay. Yeah, he was only three years old. That's yeah, enough, there's dude. no way he could have made it up there. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, there's just no explanation. They'll find people like 60 miles from where they started out at and only in like a 24 to 48 hours time. And they always yeah. find them without any shoes on. Like that's the click clincher. Like they'll find them without any shoes on, but their feet won't have any scratches or anything like that. Um, which yeah, is another thing. It's <laughs> like they're, they typically don't have any signs of like, the amount of like being traveling the way that they did, there's no scrapes, there's no scratches ever. It, like they're in kind of a good condition. Have you guys ever walked that far? Like in, in 60 in, miles? Know, yeah, it's some no. insane distance like that at all. I walked 22 miles one time. And you looked rough as shit afterwards, too. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous going that way. Yeah. And, um, there's no way that I could have made it anything longer than that. Like I collapsed at the end, and I, I was, it barefoot. was exhausting. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's and, uh, the uh, of their shoes being gone, dude. That's that's legit. Crazy. And and another thing is they've noticed that like they happen in cluster areas, like John was talking about with Yellowstone is one of them. I think there's like 50 different areas it's where always all these parks. It's national parks, and it's always these specific ones that they happen in. <laughs> And they also notice that they're always there's a they're usually German. That's another thing that they notice too. Coming back full circle to the Germans again. Germans. <laughs> it's always the Germans. Okay. Um, some, something else I heard like when I was doing all this research, you guys ever heard of the three 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 rule when it comes to camping? 
No. I, I'm sure I have. Could could you could you say that? Explain so, it to me. So it like when it was like and this was just a basic Google search. I wasn't even looking into the whole cryptid shit. Um but three 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 rule. Don't travel more than three hundred miles in a day. I'm assuming that means by car or by cryptid, I don't know. Arrive <laughs> by three PM and stay for three days. That's I'd never heard that before. First off, I don't want to spend three days in these woods anymore. I I'm barely wanting to go there anymore now after doing all this research. There's no way I'm letting Bigfoot piggyback. Like I'm not piggybacking off Bigfoot for that far. It's, right. It's not happening. Now, so I mean, those rules make sense. Uh, the, the 3 p.m. rule makes the 300 miles. Sense. I get the 300 um, miles. You know, the if you're going to go to a campsite, if you get there at three, that allows you to screw up and start over again before nightfall. Because nightfall, that's you know, you're not you're not effectively setting a tent up at, when it's dark outside. You can have flashlights all you want. It's just not. You need daylight. You need you need the lights to do that. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know about the, the, the stay for three days thing. That's, yeah. That sounds, that sounds, that sounds like my back's going to be in pretty bad condition by day four. Is it um, right? Is this, is this, this like the kind of holiday ends? No, it didn't. And like, I'm wondering if it's like one of those rules, like flip the light switch three times to prevent, you know, somebody's back from breaking or something like that. Um, I don't know, like, but I found it on Google. I'd never heard that before. Um, so yeah, the last one I did re- research on was, and this is going to be a fun one. It's one of our favorite topics, me and John, shadow people. Oh, wow. So, shadow people. Yeah. You know, okay. you familiar with them shadow people? No, you like, I, you like I, shadow I, people? I got some behind me right now. <laughs> Tell so me about the shadow people. I've got a I've got a, I've got a story I can tell you guys offline about shadow people um that my brother shared to me. Actually I don't think I can share that. It's a weird thing. That's all right. I'm sorry. We'll just we'll work through that. We Go can ahead, wait yeah. till the stature of limitations runs out on it. Yeah. It's okay. But um so shadow people, um, which they're considered to be interdimensional. And that where like they they can be getting you in different ways, different times, different settings. Um, they are known to be in the woods, but people see them in buildings. And of course, where I typically see them is in my own home, on the bed or the couch, while I'm having sleep paralysis. It's Sounds the worst. Like schizophrenic, dude. No, this is. I don't get. I don't get a lot of weird things happen to me that well. Yeah. Actually, this whole entire podcast has been about weird things happening around me. What am I talking about? Yeah, well, but, no, uh, it's just the shadow people. It's a, it's a schizophrenic thing, man. People, people um, say that. People see that. Like you, you might want to get tested, dude. Uh, I I don't typically when I get sleep paralysis more often than not. I, I don't get it as much as I used to. Um, right. actually, the when I mostly got it was uh couple of girlfriends when i was they lived with me um <laughs> that had issue like dealings with the occult and stuff like that they they're the ones that kind of brought about the shadow people but but i do get sleep paralysis from time <laughs> well, to they're the ones who brought about the shadow people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i've met several of your girlfriends man they don't strike me as the witches who <laughs> Well, there was was one time I dated a girl and she said that she was being followed by a demon 
And that was one of the times I encountered it. I had sleep paralysis that night while we were talking on the phone. I fell asleep and I felt like somebody was in my room trying to, trying to like get inside of me. It's freaking and, out. Yeah. Yeah. It freaked me out really bad. There was another time it was right after Dan had moved out. I was living by myself for a little while and I had kind of fallen asleep, but not really. I wasn't all the way asleep, but I couldn't move. And I kept seeing flashes of light, like somebody was taking pictures of me. And I would try to look out of my peripheral, and it looked like somebody was standing in the doorway trying to get in the door. Um, and it, it just, like, I remember, like, it stuck with me for a long time. Like, I slept on the couch after that forever because i was just like man i didn't want to be in that room just going in that room even if like i was changing clothes i would just get freaked out and i would remember that it, it was terrifying to me yeah so i only and, had sleep paralysis one time and it, it it was the scariest things that ever happened to me because i remember like i like okay move your toe move your toe i couldn't move Mm-hmm. And I just worried. It's, it's the, the weird Quentin Tarantino moment. Just, just wiggle your toe. Wiggle your toe. That's, that's, uh, I'm sure that's how I work my way out of it. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I've had to. to cut you off, man. No, no, you're good. That's why I asked, too. But, like, I've had instances where I know. I, I know when I'm having it, too. And, like, I'll try to move my body to the left and to the right and uh, try to move myself out of it. And I've had times where, like, I'll, I'll try to like scream to somebody that's nearby me to like wake me up, but it just comes out as like a hey. <laughs> kind of sound, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> which I'm sure is hilarious for anybody that happens to hear that that's nearby me. But yeah, um, that's, that's uh, a lot of people, man. they feel pressure on their chest. Like I know that one of the sleep demons that they talk about, the shadow demons is like a woman that sits on your chest um a lot of people like john said you'll see the shadows in the doorway um i had an instance my i had an instance uh one time like it felt like something grabbed me by the foot and pulled me off the bed and was spinning me around in circles but um they they say it's hallucinations it's from where your body falls asleep before your mind does and it releases the the good old dream juice down through your spine and you just start like just full on hallucinating. But I bring that up because I, I was starting to Google shadow people and camping. And there was this like countless story after story about people having this while they're camping. And, you know, of course, like Google answers it with saying, oh, well, you're just uncomfortable and you're you know sleeping on the ground on twigs and bushes and shit. So that's what it is. But a lot of people, you know, especially when they see these kind of shadow creatures and whatnot, um, they, they think there's more validity to that than just, you know, sleeping on shit. So, you know, there's a lot of stories out there about that. That, well, the combination of um, missing 411 and shadow people is an interesting topic to, to come across. And I think that it would be worthwhile for us to look into overlaps on that like okay so we know missing four and one there's already information there there's there's some research somebody did right and then you put mm-hmm. in the shadow people aspect to it all like that's that's that to me sounds like a, that that would be a good topic to dig more into yeah. so maybe all of these things yeah this. 
all of these yeah, things right, seem right. to tie together with this interdimensional um the beings and stuff like that and which um, is something they've talked about that they think that there are portals and dimensions in the Appalachian Mountains because again the Appalachians predates history like going beyond dinosaurs and, and it's kind of made so, me wonder something that I ran across is um so uh was it Aleister Crowley um which he wasn't a Satanist he was a mag magic practitioner Right, pra practitioners. And, uh, Alice, <laughs> yeah, Alice Crowley. Crowley. So, um, he said that in one of his rituals, he did. He came across an interdimensional being, and he drew a picture of it. And when you look at the picture of the being that he drew, it looks exactly like what the gray aliens that um people describe nowadays are. And they're wondering if maybe like these things that people are seeing now, these things they're encountering are from another dimension. Like maybe another dimension has been opened up and they're coming. Uh, inter interdimensional beings, you know, um, someone's got to turn the frogs gay. Um, yeah, that's, so the, the gray creature thing. So I wonder, like, I wonder, like, how much of that is, okay, so this information got out, and now people think they see that. It's kind of like, um... Yeah, confirmation like when, bias? Um, what's, uh, when, when, when uh, uh, what's her name? Hillary Clinton said the word deplorable, and now deplorable is a word that people use regularly. I, I had never heard that word used prior to her saying it, and then I heard it, I couldn't stop hearing it. Yeah, like, um, that happens to me a lot. So I wonder if that's like, okay, it's great people, the word's out, the out there. Now, one thing that, that kind of came across my mind, I'm, I'm sure this is not my original thought, I'm sure I've, I've come across it somewhere, is the idea of time overlapping. And so when you're seeing that guy on the wall, you know what I mean? Is that a cosmic event? That's you know, some Einstein shit, whatever, where, okay, now what happened three years ago is coming through here or something four years in the future is coming through here at that moment. And you're just kind of stuck there. You're dealing with it because of whatever you're sensitive with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a pretty, that, that's a cool, that's a cool thought process. right? There. Well, a new way of looking at time is instead of looking at it, like, um, say you go back in time and you change something, well, it changes something in the future now. Maybe you look at it more like time is all these different incursions together. So if you say you go back in time and mess with something, it affects the past and the future and the present all at the same time. Well, that's kind of like what they talk about with the Mandela effect a little bit, isn't it? Right. Well, once time travel is invented, time won't exist anymore because you'll have all the time in the world. Yeah, and anything could be possible. Well, so that's they also where... they talk about with the fourth dimension, isn't that? Uh, see, I'm holding up four fingers. Um, right. The fourth dimension is involving time, as far as I've been led to believe. So, wouldn't that also tie back into interdimensional beings? Right, all things happening at once, simultaneously, and all possibilities. So it makes you wonder. Have you guys maybe... seen the movie? Or show the man high castle no that's an amazon prime show it it deals with topics like this um i'm not going to spoil it for you 
unless you okay. guys don't or like you're sure you're not going to watch it. I'll well, we have Amazon right Prime, now. so we could definitely check it out. Yeah, you probably need to get about a couple seasons in. Give it a shot. It's it's something that I think you'll enjoy it. Right. Um. But go ahead. Tag, you're it, John. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to jump in there. I, I, no, you're I good. I change without saying that because that's that's that I think would sum up our little podcast trial here perfectly. If y'all watch a couple episodes of that, <laughs> so. I got you. I got so, you. So, um, I do have one thing dealing with time and stuff that happens when I go back home. There's a trail I think I've told you about a little bit the time warp trail. I did a little mockumentary on my Facebook about it. Where, like, there's a little trail I walk on, and if you go straight, like, if you were to go straight on the trail, or if you were to turn to the left, you end up in the same spot. And I cannot figure it out. And, and we might end up having to go on location and try to figure so, this shit out. I can so explain is- it perfectly. So you're heading east, and then you turn south, and you end up north. Yeah, I, I swear I to God. I, I didn't want to get the directions. I didn't want to get the directions the involved. Yeah, but, but that's the best yeah. way to explain it. I think what would be uh, something we could do, um, there's 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 an app somewhere that's got a, a compass on it, right? Like we get mm-hmm. an actual, actual compass, right? But we can hit one that we can like record that makes, you know what I mean? Like the actual... Um, like we could log the direction that we're going in that app. Would I think that would be pretty cool to go? Like, okay, well, this is what we did. This is how we ended up here. That would be pretty yeah. cool experiment to do. The best yeah, thing it, that we could do is just head down the trail and film it. But I don't feel like it would do it justice because, um, just like from where you start, the direction you go and where you end up is just it, it's like. It's an experience that you're just going to have to live, Richard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, mean, I, 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 try, I try not to go back there as, as often as I can, but I still right. float down there every once in a while. So with something we might have to work out. Maybe next time you guys go down and see the girls or something. I just want an explanation because, yeah. like, if you go straight or if you go to the left, you end up in the same spot. And I even uh, – with the people I was asking about all the their experiences and whatnot, the, he, he calls it the honey hole. He was like, oh, yeah, that's that's prime real estate for all these deer and stuff that I tend to hunt and animals out there. But it, it just – it confuses me. Like, is, it on and, and, is, it, is it on public land? Yeah. So, it's Stonehenge. Sure. Maybe, maybe we don't go during hunting season, you know? Right. Yeah. Not during wabbit season. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, which I, I did – like I was talking about it earlier. I did ask a lot of people about um, their experiences and what they – how they felt about all this. And I, I got a mixed bag of responses. A lot of people that I thought would have had more experiences were just like, nah, man, the shit didn't happen. And then people that I didn't expect, they were like, can I be on the show? I want to talk about it firsthand. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, – Overall, people, they, they want to say that it's just nature or there's some kind of logical explanation. But, but there's some stuff that I've been hearing out there of crazy shenanigans going on in the woods. And, and we're, like, we're getting close to getting closer to wrapping up. What do you guys feel about it? I, I, 
Go ahead, John. I I believe in a supernatural element to to these certain things because there's just it defies explanation at times. And whether you experience it yourself, you know, but you always get that feeling like you want to tell yourself you're crazy. Like there's no way what happened could have happened. But as far as it comes to like ghosts and spirits, how come you never see them like on the beach or having the best day of their life or reliving that moment? Why is it always something traumatic as far as the residual part of the haunting? Because that's what I don't scares know. people. It makes for a better story. Um, when you tell people about the good life, you know what I mean? It doesn't freak you out. So right. when you tell somebody a scary story, it releases us, you know, you stress out a little bit. Your brain pops some dopamine in the back of your head. You know what I mean? You feel Little good after you a scary story. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I think that that is more tied to the fear of existential, like existential dread that we have about the afterlife. So, right. mm-hmm. you know, it's all these stories really, they really boil down to like the skinwalker who didn't feed his family the right way, right? The uh, witches who were covenants with the devil. You know, a lot of these stories that have that element of you should live a better life. Yeah. And maybe you that's what it is. to avoid this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just, just nature's way of teaching moral lessons. And that, yeah, that's right. what they say. Yeah, a lot of those stories right were supposed to be. <laughs> This, this is why I smited them in their boat. <laughs> <laughs> so you can watch them for forever. Dan and you were talking know. about earlier, it was like these people with the near-death experiences, they say they um, they see a white light in a tunnel. What if that's the birth canal and you're being born into another life? That's nuts, dude. Um, right? <laughs> Dude, uh, there there's a Jason Siegel movie. I don't know the name of it, but uh, so they they uh, what was it? His dad discovered heaven. Like there is an who I should say heaven. His dad discovered the afterlife. They somehow like scientifically like recorded your soul leaving your body, mm-hmm. and they start offing themselves, just relentlessly killing themselves to figure out whatever happened next, right? And um, there's the in in the movie there's like videos like you're 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 going into the next life and when what it is you're going through your life or fixing your mistakes. It was crazy. It was pretty pretty nuts. Um, no, that is nuts. So maybe it's that. Um, <laughs> you know? When it comes but to our modern, idea, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I've got something very dark right now. I got to get out. So like. Go for it. So when you die, you're seeing that tunnel, right? Like that, that's you're going out the birth canal, and then all of a sudden you come back, dude. Is that a dead baby? <laughs> is that what that is? Babies here, dude. You know, uh, so, uh, with everything else that I've read so far, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. I, I do uh, wonder though, like, how does all this fit into our modern times? Like, um, do, is is this like maybe? coming back to like the cartels and stuff, is there stuff going on, people doing stuff in the woods that we can't, they don't want to be found out. And is that what's going on? I mean, is there, could it be some Looney Tune shit that's just going on with people with like squirrels and mirrors? You know what I mean? 
<laughs> there will always be space for people who to do things that is outside of the socially accepted normal doing weird stuff that's always going to happen there's always going to be a space for that and i think that's where a lot of these stories come from and then again some of it's you know some of it really is mental health issues like the uh, and- the slender man the little girls that like went on a, like killed their best friend or whatever that's, yeah, that yeah, started with like a four chan you know I mean? yeah. yeah. Um they one thing I do that was real. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, they no, did. No. One of the one of the scariest things I was with the documentary, one of the scariest things I've ever heard in that documentary. And um so the dad's got schizophrenia and he's manageable schizophrenia. And I know a couple people have had schizophrenia. One of my family members has it. Um but he was talking about he's like, you know, we had no idea that this was going on with her. We had no clue and it's he's like, I know it's my fault. I pass that on to her. He's like, it's it's hard to explain. People won't understand it, but you're sitting there and you're driving, and the devil's in the back seat. You know, the devil's not in the back seat. The devil's in the back seat. Like that's that's as a dad, horrifying. Horrifying. Right. To hear that. You yeah. Know what I mean, but yes, you know, you have that that aspect of it. So I mean, some of these people, you know, like going back to the witch trials, Dan's gone. Uh, he's back. Like they're you know scary things in the woods. Times are tough. Anytime that you have like uh, famine, uh, the little little uh, little ice age, political turmoil, these things, weird stuff starts popping up. Yeah. So one thing that I do know when it comes to all these towns. To have it linked, you know, like within West Virginia with the Mothman, the Bladenboro, they're definitely not in a hurry to solve it either. Because if anything, it's a cash cow for their tourism industry. And some of these towns may not even exist if it wasn't for these cryptid, and, you know, poor goats that got the life sucked out of them. <laughs> I, and is that a possibility too? Like with like what they did with the crop circles, would you have people just sacrificing goats? It's not the first time goats have been sacrificed in history, if you know what I mean. That's why I wonder if the animals are are targeting the goats. (laughs) Maybe it's their sacrifice. Oh, kind of like how orcas are attacking people nowadays. Like the animal kingdom (laughs) is attacking the goats. (laughs) We're just waiting for the giraffes to start teaming up. Um, (laughs) What are the nuts, dude? Oh, he froze. Um, Man said the. there's there's a place called the Devil's Trampling Ground in um, North Carolina. Have you did you come right. across that by any chance? That's oh, yeah. something that that's something that I didn't do a lot of research. Are we back? That's I found out earlier. Yeah, we, we moved on, Dan. So sorry. I gotcha. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I, I'm out of I'm out of cryptids. I'm sorry. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think that I think that we have the ability to do this and i think that we can do this in a more controlled manner now that we've kind of gone through this um what areas do you think we can improve on john uh next time i'm gonna be more prepared i'm gonna have my facts written down in front of me so i can pull specifics instead of just trying to go off the cuff dan is there anything that you can think of that we can improve on um I think we did a pretty good run here. I liked it. I loved it. I yeah. had a good time with this show. Um, yeah. I like John was saying, I just like, if I got a topic, I want to do more research. I want to pick a direction for my hair to go and stick with it. 
<laughs> I, I like that you're back in the long hair hair dan mode. Um, are you are you writing emo songs anytime in your future? Oh, every oh, song yeah, I, I write is emo. Every song. <laughs> My oh, hair is actually wild, Richard. Wild. We, uh, you, we, we need to come hat. up with a name. Um, I I just made DRJ. Oh man, DJR. really? Because I I was looking at stuff like uh the 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 feral comedians. I was like, feral I come up with a whole bunch of names last night. Yeah, yeah. I just put our initials on there. So yeah, whatever you got, put it together. Like I'm gonna put a list together. Anything, huh? I'm gonna put a list together, and maybe next okay. time we'll uh we'll, we'll workshop a few. But yeah, I had a great time. Um, it was a little. I, I felt towards like. About 15 minutes into it, we kind of just figured it out and we got in sync. I like it. I'm yeah, having a good time. Oh, I'm um, going to do this again. Okay. So, I think that I think that we should. I, well, Dan, I would like for you to screenshot some of that weird stuff. You know, and you're, I just scrolled down your Facebook profile. I'm not. I'm not going to find it. You've got too much shit on there. You need to. You need to spend time on Reddit or something. Um. Find whatever your post is and screenshot them or tag me in it, whatever fuck you want to do. Shoot this over to me. What I would like to do is I would like to maybe do one more of these and then we can explore the idea of having somebody else come on and tell their story. Okay. Um, that way we can have a better understanding um, of how and may, maybe just tweaking the platform a bit would be better. Um, right. So you know what I mean? It's like we can do one more. Um, I, I like I like what we have. I like this mm -hmm. the stream yard mm -hmm. thing. Um, if we we can get a logo, we can put a logo on it. We can I can enhance your voices on the back end. So like let's say John's microphone just for whatever reason wasn't picking up the same volume as yours and mine. You know what I mean or whatever. Uh, we can individually enhance his voices with this um, stuff. So that's I think that's a pretty cool feature. It's dirt cheap right now. It's free. Um, but I'm cool with one episode and then we'll do more of an introduction on the next one. And then probably, what do you say? The hour 20 hour 30 minute mark. Mm -hmm. So we, I'm pretty sure we could do a, a, a set for an hour and a half, right? Two hours. Yeah. If need be. Um, now I would like to revisit I per this personally, and you know, the, feel free to chime in. I would like to personally revisit the missing four and one. Yeah, the shadow people, and um, we, we were a little bit sporadic. I mean, I don't know how many times you brought up the Peruvian thing, but you know, like it's too right. good. Um, it's too good you know of a story. I mean? It's just all over the place, right? So I think that if we have that as a base towards the beginning, where we go like, well, this is the most ridiculous thing that we have right now. Right. Okay. Now here from there we move into okay, well, this is the you know, this is little Danny Danny Dingle. Danny Dingle's little on the Danny side Dingle. of the mountain. Little Danny you Dingle. I mean? <laughs> little Danny Dingle I, wanted his chocolate milk. I really feel like what we did when he was afraid whole, of the cows. We made a whole episode yeah. outlining all the different things that we need to look into and learn more about and then maybe focus on one single topic, all of us together. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, we, we do, we could do the, the wood mystery and then we could do the blood sucking mystery, right? Um, 
and then we can we can kind of I think I think that that format of okay well here's here's the ridiculous stuff okay well here's some dead kids right oh, and by the way here's Jamie Jamie was in Croatan Forest that Skinwalkers you know, deserves a whole episode you yeah know, that's that's a pretty wild so topic. much there. pretty gnarly and how it ties into the Wendigo. Yeah, like that's that that was pretty that just what you described made me want to cry a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's, oh, it's missing its jaw and its teeth, or it's missing its lips, dude. Oh. How does it it's eat its really well? How does it chew? Well, nothing's moist. Nothing's right. moist. So maybe it's like the hot dog eating guys, you know, where they tip the buns in the water. It's cursed. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna in this recording real quick. All right. All right.